Well, here we are again, uh, sitting and taping our radio entrepreneurs interviews of, and as we head towards almost 8,000 leaders and entrepreneurs, it's kind of amazing when you look back and you think about all the time we have spent getting to know all these leaders and entrepreneurs. Our next guest is Manisha Sethi from Who's Cooking? Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to well, be here. Sorry. I'm looking forward to hearing about what Who's Cooking is. Great. Thank you. Um, who's Cooking is a marketplace that connects independent chefs to consumers and particularly in small corporations that are seeking team lunches and dinners and catering, using food as a way to bring people together. So you're sort of like a corporate lunch dating service. Yeah, I, I actually have not used that phrase, but you could look at it as something like that. You get to try, you know, many different independent chefs, most of which are hard to find unless you know them by word of mouth or by asking for a referral. Um, they usually work out of small chemistry kitchens or underutilized kitchens. Their food is phenomenal. And we're proud to say, you know, we have over 21 different nationalities that's represented on the platform. So that's a great way to do speed, at least traveling and traveling through tasting the food. And for the, you know, for those who uh, are ordering the food or would consider ordering the food, how do you control, how do you manage quality control? Yeah, sure. So just like any other platform an Airbnb or Yelp would have, we have a ratings and reviews system. Um, you know, these chefs are qualified, meaning they have their food safety certification, they have their licensing, they're working out of chemistry kitchens. The difference between them and a full-fledged brick and mortar restaurant is that they didn't have the 300,000 that typically it takes in 2023 to open a restaurant. So they get the same type of, um, sort of criteria that anyone would want to do when they're choosing a restaurant be able to read ratings, um, look at ratings, read reviews, perhaps even ask friends and family if they've tried these independent chefs before. So we have a chat bot that's on the, on the website. You can even chat with the chef and ask them a bit more about their cuisine just to get a little bit more comfortable about tasting their food and having them. That was a good answer. Uh, Anisha, what was your journey into entrepreneurship? Let's take us back. Yeah, um, something that I, you know, I love to talk about because it wasn't necessarily evident to me in, in many ways that I was going to end up here. I, I grew up, I came to the U.S. when I was nine. Um, parents were attorneys by profession, landed up in New York, quickly saw in 19, early 1980s, New York was not a place they wanted to raise a family. Back then it was just myself. Um, soon my brother was on the way and they decided to move to a small town, Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. My mother um, had a job offer there, moved there, but, um, you know, they had, uh, my father was a practicing attorney, and rather than take the bar exam again or go back to school to practice in Pennsylvania, they decided of all the things to open a business, and somebody offered them an inn into a restaurant they had never cooked before, knew nothing about running a business, and were not cooks besides cooking for themselves and their family, they started that in 1984. That restaurant became as one of the well-known Indian restaurants in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They just retired um, about four years back. So I grew up watching and helping in the restaurant, just like anybody would waitressing, whatever was needed to make the business successful. 
Um, two years back, I had a small window of opportunity. My husband was also switching jobs. And he said to me, you know, you've been thinking about this idea. And I had been talking about doing who's cooking for quite some time. He said, now is the chance if you'd like to take this up. And it took me back to my roots, watching my own parents and watching a small business build itself up and succeed. And I saw what was missing. And that missing was, you know, the tool sets to make them successful, whether it was technology, whether it was the sales and marketing support or the logistics support. And I wanted to be able to offer that to small independent entrepreneurs who are just starting off. So I took my tech knowledge, joined it together with what I love, which is food community and the building up of that. And that's what brought me to Who's Cooking. So that's, I just honestly became an entrepreneur two years back, other than helping in our family business, but I'm loving the journey thus far. So any surprises to being an entrepreneur from what you've experienced in the past? Yeah, I mean, definitely from what we were running as a small business, as a restaurant, as a family, it's very different than what I'm doing now. This is a technology business and in and it's, you know, in the back end, we, we control a lot through tech. Um, it's very difficult. Um, we are raising funding right now. Funding is uh, the climate right now for raising funding is very difficult. Um, the, we also are running a marketplace. So marketplaces typically have an equilibrium. What that means is there's enough chefs and enough consumers and that balance is maintained. So those are all, I wouldn't say surprises. I knew I'd be getting into it, but I didn't realize how tough it would be and how difficult it truly is. Um, and we're working ourselves, you know, through those challenges. Well, I'm sure as your parents knew when they owned their restaurant, it is a very difficult life. It's 24 seven. But it's very hard to turn back and see the alternative. Do you find that? I do. I mean, I think I I have my mother's personality in that way. I'm very stubborn. I'm persistent also. So no matter what, I mean, there there are definitely hard hard days. And I think, well, do I really want to continue on this? But once I make my mind up to try to succeed at something, I, I give it my best. Um, so yes, I, I think it's hard to say right now that, I'm going to stop or look back, just like I'm sure my parents had many times in their journey. So just full steam onward. I think of all the characteristics I've seen in entrepreneurs through my career, determination, I won't call it stubbornness, determination to continue through adversity to get to the goal is really the most dominant personality trait for long-term success. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely needed the, the conviction that we will do it. So Marisha, uh, Manisha, if talk to me about who's cooking in two years, what do you think it's going to look like in a couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I would think of it from your perspective too. If, you know, we're, we're looking at right now when Uber had sort of maybe looking back and saying when Uber had first started off and, you know, a person was very afraid of getting into an unmasked, un sort of named car. Um, and that was something that we're not used to. Right now, we're not used to going into or asking private chefs because it seems unreasonable. It seems expensive. It seems unreachable. We want to make this space reachable for the masses, not only for team lunches and corporations. So two years from now, I would think that we use um, independent chefs like we would an Uber or something that's more commodity-like. And we can get this, this food, which is nourishing, it's authentic, and it's healthier because it's locally made and produced on our dinner tables in an easy manner. Well, that's what I thought of right away. 
uh, I thought of Uber when you first came on. Uh, Manisha, if somebody's looking for who's cooking, and I assume it's in the Pittsburgh area, how would they find you? Yeah, we are only live in Boston, surprisingly. Oh. Not, I would. I think my, um, you know, the the family and friends that I have in Pittsburgh have been asking for it for quite some time, and I am in Philadelphia today of all the places. So not neither one of those. That's what um, threw me off. <laughs> uh, so Pittsburgh, I mean, definitely it's, it's it's where my roots are. But we're only live in Boston, but we are live in this host in all of Massachusetts. We have over seventy chefs that are registered. What we also find is that. You know, there's a growing list of chefs who want to start up, who want to get started, who have trouble maintaining websites, getting menus up, finding the sales, finding logistics support. So we we have a whole list that's actually 25 pending that we are bringing on slowly. If you wish to find who's cooking in the Boston area, simply just visit our website. Our corporate catering website is www.whoscookinglunch.com. And our consumer website is who basically just whoscooking.com. Now I will say that our um, direct to consumer website is turning into a private chef model. And that's because the chefs need a little bit more of a higher order value to make it worth their time and cooking. So you can imagine a family of four may only order food that's 50, 60, $70 worth at any given night from DoorDash or if you get it. What we'd like to see is these chefs actually turn into a private chef model and and have them come into somebody's home and actually set up the dinner on the table, which might be a slightly higher cost, but great quality and great value for the money. So if you wish to use that service, simply just visit our website and you can enter your zip code and you'll find chefs that are registered in your zip code. Great. I want to thank you for being on Radio Entrepreneurs today and we hope you come back again. And uh, remind everybody, uh, this is Radio Entrepreneurs.